0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark, Jesus came to his hometown and his disciples followed him on the Sabbath. He began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were astounded. They said, where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about among the villages teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals. And not to put on two tunics. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them the gospel of the Lord
1: Oh Lord may your word only be spoken and may your word only be heard in the name of Jesus Christ the Living Word Amen as we all know yesterday was Independence Day the day in the United States when we recall and celebrate the first public reading of the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776, in Philadelphia. Yesterday, some of us may have eaten barbecue or picnicked with friends and family. Maybe we went to see some fireworks. My family, fortunately, was able to do both. We visited some friends in Rhode Island, where we go every year for the Fourth And we enjoyed uh, the company and conversation of people we see only once a year, unfortunately. uh, And we enjoyed spectacular fireworks. They know how to do it in Rhode Island. On July 4th, 233 years ago, however, there was no barbecue and there were no fireworks. The ragtag band of colonists who called themselves the Continental Congress dared to speak for all colonists in resolving to break away from the reign of the despotic and hated King George III. Perhaps the most famous phrase from that document is that all men are created equal and all are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So writes... Thomas Jefferson to the king. Now, I think we have to uh, admit that the power of these words of independence for stoking a fire for justice in our history, as well as for justifying unmitigated greed and selfishness, the power of these words for those purposes cannot be denied. I will boast of my weakness for whenever I am weak I am strong so writes Paul to the Corinthians the power and truth of these words has encouraged countless souls through dark and fearsome times throughout the centuries on this weekend when we celebrate Independence, we hear our brother Paul extol the power of dependence. Paul finds himself in a row with his congregation in Corinth, a church that he started around the year 50 or so. And over the past few weeks in the lectionary, we've been hearing selections from his second letter to that congregation in Corinth. Paul wrote this letter from the city of Ephesus, On the occasion of hearing about a challenge to his leadership from some other authorities who had sidled into Corinth while he was gone and began to uh, take things over a bit. And in a complicated rhetorical strategy, Paul here is trying to defend his spiritual authority by describing his dependence on Christ, especially in the face of the thorn in the flesh that he refers to. No one really knows what that thorn actually refers to though throughout the centuries people have tried to guess what's important here is that this thorn has driven Paul literally probably to his knees and driven him to acknowledge his utter dependence on Christ not that Paul hasn't acknowledged that dependence already in the past few weeks we've heard some of the catalog of woes that Paul has suffered in his ministry. And yet in all of these trials, in all of these trials, Paul finds that God has given him exactly what he needs to continue the work that God has given him to do, namely the proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul lives out the conundrum that he experiences God's power most Greatly, most profoundly, most deeply, when he is in the place of greatest weakness. In the 12-step tradition, recovery of sanity and serenity begins with the first step. We admit that we are powerless over whatever the addictive behavior might be and that our lives have become unmanageable. Upon this simple but profound confession, healing is based. It is the gateway to a life that is open to help and healing because the illusion, the illusion of control and of independence is faced squarely. And thus the possibility of receiving help and strength for change starts to become a reality. In fact, if we think about it just for a moment, it's not too hard to see how every facet,
0: every single
1: facet of our lives is dependent on someone or something else, whether or not we accept that fact or not. It's like gravity, you know. We're affected by gravity whether or not we believe it or not. It's just a fact. I read this in a blog the other day. I'm quoting here. Independence is overrated, and more than that, it's a myth. We are all utterly interdependent beings from birth to death. We could not survive without the microbes that help build our soil and the plants and trees that create oxygen and offer us food. We would never become mature adults without teachers and mentors. Our cities would be full of disease if we didn't have people who collected our garbage. More than Independence Day, we need an interdependence day to celebrate our dependence upon one another and on the earth and our ultimate dependence on God. In addition to cataloging his woes and his dependence on Christ, Paul acknowledges his deep connections, his deep deep connections to other people. He's profoundly attached to the people in all of his congregations upon whom he's dependent for food and shelter, either directly or indirectly. And he sees this dependence as an expression of God's provision and love for him. In fact, he sees his very survival as the result of his dependence on the power of Christ within him. It's hard to remember, but it's true that recognizing our dependence leads to recognizing our interdependence, which can lead us to places of great, great, unbelievable strength. When we accept our weaknesses and limitations, we are in a position to acknowledge the dependence that already exists and to receive the strength and courage and hope that we need that we need from God to carry on thanks be to God Amen